Welcome to episode 70 of Terrorvision Horror Podcast, the spoiler cast, a version or whatever. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Dan McGuinness, and joining me on my midnight meat train of murder, madness, mayhem is my co-host, Jennifer the Dream Warrior Strand. <laughs> Each fortnight, Jennifer and I set ourselves a horror movie to watch, and then we go through it scene by scene and spoil the fuck out of it for you. It's a deep dive into glorious gore, hard edits, cheesy acting, directing madness, severed wangs, and compound fractions. It's basically just a worship to old horror films. It's true. Um, together, we are two people with a love of horror, and we feel the burn of our blockbuster memberships, our obsolete blockbuster memberships. Yeah. Have you still got your card? I've got like two or three of them somewhere. Oh, nice. I nice. wish I'd kept my uniform. Oh, yeah, because you used to work there, didn't you? I used to work there, yeah. Wow. Um, I'd like to thank all of our listeners who support us over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and the YouTube. Just to name a few, we found out recently. We're everywhere else as well. Mm. And we like to shout out with the people that interact with us through through the week, you know, that, you know, get on our socials, give us a hooey and stuff like that. So thank you to people like Sarah Sullivan, to Patrick Roberts, to Dave Kudrev, and to Karen Knight. There's a couple of people who have interacted with us over on our, you know, what are they called? The socials. socials. Yeah. And to everyone who stopped by at the Toy Fair as well. Oh, yes. The Toy Fair, which was just last week, last Monday. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we had our... Uh, is it officially a television school now? I think it will be, yeah. It, it's easier for me. Yeah, yeah. So we have a television stall there where Jen... Ifer mm-hmm. sells uh, a whole bunch of horror paraphernalia. I actually bought something off of it. I bought a replica of the Hellraiser. Uh, what's it called? The uh, the Lament configuration. Yeah. How do I never remember that? Because yeah. I remember as a kid, I, I had a book with it written. Because I don't mention it much in the films. Yeah. And I had a book which was those the you know the um oh, what were they called? The something of the damned, which were like the three part series like a companion to Hellraiser, and they were set up as in like real research. It was yep. really cool. Um. And, uh, yeah, they had it written in there. And as a kid, I was like, I would just read the word wrong in my head. I was like, Le Marchand. <laughs> I always thought it was. So I'm always going to say the Le Marchand configuration. I'm like. That's fine. You do you, man. I do. I do it constantly. You 100% do. of the time I'm me. Yeah. I um, love it. We have a rating system, don't we? We do. Yeah. So for everybody playing at home, our rating system uh, a is awesome, everybody should watch. B, beer and chicken wing group movie. F is for fun and dumb. C is a classic that's worth a watch. U is underrated. O, an overrated motherfucker. G, good for its time, but it's not held up. We've got the J, Jen special, the D, Dan special. We've got a W, whatever. Pfft. Uh, we've got the Kesha, low budget hot mess. Uh, we've got a C minus. Craft is stellar, but I hate the content. And of course, the fucking fucked. We watched it. You don't have to. The McConaughey. I was trying to think of a McConaughey line, but I couldn't. It's just the one. What is it? All right, all right, all right. Oh, yeah. The the girls get, you know, what is it? I get older and they stay the same age. Which is so bad. Which is so gross. And this week we watched 13 Ghosts from 2001 on the request of Jen. I Mm -hmm. would like to say who requests the films. Yes. So, uh... This was Jennifer, Jennifer's definite choice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's directed by Steve Beck, whose only other real directing kind of credit is Ghost Ship Which was from the op- 2002. His only directing credit was the opening scene of Ghost Ship and then everyone turns it off <laughs> Which after is that. the greatest fucking scene of all time. Uh, screenplays by Neil Marshall, as Neil Marshall Stevens and Richard O'Donnell. O- Odividio. Yep. I can't even fucking read that enough to... Odividio. Yes. 
Devo. Um, it stars Tony Shalhoub, who everyone knows as Monk. <laughs> Shalhoub. Shalhoub. Sounds like a water slide, Dave. It does. Let's go run the Shalhoub. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, the Shalhoub. Uh, F. Murray Abraham, uh, who is a huge meme for The Simpsons. Um, he's in Mythic Quest. He's in a show that you were Homeland. talking about. Homeland. As Dara Dare, his name is. <laughs> Dara. Dar. Uh, Shannon Elizabeth, who we know from uh, American Pie, and of course Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yep, as Justice as Jay's girlfriend. She's Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. Did she? She was in the reboot as well as herself. What that character wasn't she? Yeah, she was. And she was suddenly a lesbian character with another character with Rosario Dawson. Yeah, it was stupid. I don't care. I just I'm okay with that. And of course, it stars Matthew Lillard from Scream and Ra Digger. This is her only acting credit, aside from a couple of cameos. And I have no idea why her character was in this film. No. No. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, it had a budget of $42 million and box office gross of $68.5 million. So this film, even though it did make some money, it was considered a critical um, and financial failure. Really? So yes. you have to make... What, what counts as a... Is it double the amount you pay I'd for? I'd say so. Like, you know... A little bit of money, yeah, a lot of money. Because when you factor in the budget was Time. forty-two million, but then you've also got like marketing and this and that and the other, which they probably don't put into the budget of the filmmaking itself. Yeah, That's yeah. all the after stuff. So what's its tagline and Sunopo? Misery loves company. Oh. Arthur and his two children, Kathy and Bobby, inherit his uncle Cyrus's estate, a glass house that serves as a prison to twelve ghosts. When the family give it, give it away, <laughs> I know. Uh, when the family, accompanied by Bobby's nanny and an attorney, enter the house, they find themselves trapped inside an evil machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead. Which is like the probably the best line in the whole film is in the synopsis. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Hagrid's accompanied by an attorney. There's just a lawyer in there. <laughs> um, aided by Dennis, a ghost hunter, and his rival Kalina, a ghost rights activist, out to set the ghost free, the group must do what they can to get out of the house alive. A ghost rights activist. <laughs> yeah, she pretty much was that, wasn't she? Yeah, well, it didn't make any sense, like the rest of the film. Anyhow, <laughs> let's get into it. Opening shot. It opens in Freddy's junkyard from Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could just imagine that exact scene. Cars piled up on themselves. Nighttime. All that shit. You yep. know what I mean? Like that. It probably was the exact same lot. They've probably just got a car lot they use yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah. Do you need a car lot? We got you covered. We got fucking shitloads of them. <laughs> It's where all the fucked cars go. That's right. So this title sequence pops up, 13 ghosts, Ooh. and then a convoy starts rolling in. Uh, no, so first, a fucking truck smashes through the fence. <laughs> they don't yeah. even bother to open it? No, they do. They just roll in. Fuck yeah, cats. <laughs> <laughs> we do what we want. They break down the gates. Uh, it's, it's, so it's a couple of big trucks and some smaller SUVs, as you do. Um, F. Murray Abraham rocks up with Matthew Lillard, who plays Dennis, uh, who you were refer to for the rest of the film as Scream. Scream. And our friend to Matthew Lillard is Dar. Sure. Dar. Uh, and I call him Dar Cyrus. <laughs> Dar Cyrus. Um, so Matthew Lillard, Scream, Dennis, he has powers. He can sense ghosts. But then all these all these like army men get out. They start setting up you know, equipment, computer equipment, ghost busting equipment. Yeah. You know, yeah. And then like. And a cube. It's like a giant raptor cube as well from Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just thought it was like they got out like Charlie's great glass elevator. <laughs> so like, it, just, it just looks like an elevator. It it's really w- does. It's weird. Like, yeah. So 
So they get out a big ele- glass elevator. <laughs> they set, they're setting everything up. Um, Scream is, he's talking to F. Murray Abraham about like, you know, this, this doesn't seem right. Like, I don't understand what's happening. But he's got happening. that weird acting. This doesn't seem right, man. Like, he's got, you remember at the end of Scream when he's all weird. He's like this the whole film. Yeah, he pretty He always has spit coming out of his mouth. I'm like, that's not acting. <laughs> No, it's really not. Um, he's so a tortured soul. He is very tortured. He, it's you know, he's he's trying to take his medication. His brain's hurting. Everything's hurting. He sees ghosts constantly. F. Murray Abraham's like, no, no, no drugs for you, mate. And uh, Dennis, he he touches him, and he gets he gets a real shot, a vision that he is up to no good. Yeah. So Scream can touch people and just see they're like past and future yeah. he's like a super psychic yeah basically those people that don't exist in real life even though we have a psychic fair here in adelaide which is disgusting and repulses me <laughs> that's that's aggressive oh man they're the worst thing in the world did you you should watch um what's his name uh super eyepatch wolf like he does a whole thing on internet psychics and how fucking bad it is and how they prey on people and destroy people's lives sure. they're horrible i'll anyway, watch that Anyway, um, of course, ghost activist Kalina rocks up and she starts relaying. Yeah, we have to, we have to, right, we have to let, let, lean into this bit. So she, ghost activist, who I just called poor man Sigourney Weaver. So you can look, imagine she's just like a lady that looks exactly like Sigourney Weaver, but a bit shitter. And a dude yep. who is so in- inconsequential yeah. in the story. So there's two of them. Yeah, they come up and, and get into Dar's face like, you know, these girls have rights. You can't do this. And I, shit my, and I thought to myself, ghosts don't have rights. <laughs> they're dead. Number one, they're not real. <laughs> Number two, like, yeah, what are you talking about? Has this PC gone mad? <laughs> oh, it's it's bad. It's it's pretty much like they could be anti-vaxxers. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, but she – and then it's like she ve- they very ham-fistedly explain how uh, he won't be able to catch the 13th ghost. Yeah. And, like, out of the blue, just drop that bomb. And then, like, you know, and that seems to annoy, like, uh, scream. He's like, what do you mean a 13th ghost? Like, you only paid me for 12. 12 ghosts. At this point, <laughs> we still don't know what's going on. So they're having this, like, dialogue that makes no sense. And doesn't until the last couple of minutes of the film. So you're just waiting around. Anyhow, there's a, they're trying to catch 12 ghosts in the Great Glass Elevator. Yep. So they decide they're going to release... And then they just remove those characters from frame and add a shot and they're gone. Yes. <laughs> like... It's done. We're going to release the bait. And, of course, there's this big truck and it's just spitting out blood all over the cars and through the, the maze of cars that are piled up. Yeah. Um, and, of Come course, on. F. Murray Abraham, he puts on his uh, spectral viewers. His ghost specs. His ghost specs. So, yeah, we should have... Like, this is stupid. Well, so this they, is this is a throwback to the original Thirteen Ghost movie. Yeah, I figured that. They, yeah, it's, yeah. So you, they've just got glasses that can see ghosts. Yes. And I'm like, if you had that, that would change the whole world. Like, you wouldn't have to do any of this shit. No. Like, potentially not. Why did you need the psychic to find where they are? But you could just look. Well, yeah, but then you got to walk around a bunch, and you know, do some work. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that does a lot of but work. But he's the one that they mentioned at the end. You know, he chose them. Mm, so yes. he knows where they are. Like, why did you need the psychic <laughs> character? I was like... Stop asking questions. Oh, you wait. i got oh, a bunch of questions. Lots of questions. I love it. The so, truck full of blood, for one. There's no explanation of why blood is getting sprayed on everything. I think it's just it's to lure the ghost. Why? Why would ghosts like blood? Maybe. Well, he seems pretty murderous to me. They're not vampires. No. Well, he seems pretty murderous, so... 
Who knows? So he's put on his glasses. They start playing some Kandarian freaking spells. A a passage from the Necronomicon (laughs) on a a loudspeaker. And uh, all these great... um, Then we get the point of view, POV. So you've just had the Necronomicon read, right, out loud. And then you get a POV shot of the evil dead monster, like actually going through the junkyard. I'm like, oh my God, are you just going to rip it completely off? (laughs) Like it was... A recording of a spell that sounds like in Latin. Yep. To a POV shot. I'm like, the exact shot is in Evil Dead. Like, every Evil Dead. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Um, that happens. Uh, so, so well, I really like this um, as well because, like, I was watching this on my laptop. So, I had my uh, noise cancelling headphones on. And I didn't, I never realized how much sound is there because one of the major complaints about this film um, when it was being reviewed back in the day was that it was. The, the sound was really unsettling and loud and I never really picked up on it because I've got really bad hearing. But <laughs> listening to it through my headphones, I was like, man, there's a lot of shit going on in this like background sound. Well, maybe it was made for like 5.1 or whatever and then it only works when you're listening to all that. Because I notice that with a lot of films these days that like a lot of the time, especially these horrors that we're watching, the action's super loud mm. and all the dialogue is super low. So I'm constantly turning it up to listen to what they're saying. And then suddenly it's like, bang! And my wife's like, turn it down! I'm like, yeah. but they were talking. I know. I found that when I saw the latest Conjuring film at the cinema, it was so loud. And sounds, because I've got like real bad ears, certain sounds sort of burrow through into my brain and it hurts my head. It's weird. Anyway. Anyway, some cannon fodder army men start getting killed in all different ways by what we see are ghosts. And they represent the ghosts like... They're kind of just there and then there's like a flash of like effects and then they're not there, but they're still doing their thing. So you get these shots of like, you know, if a ghost lifts, you see a ghost lift someone up and then there's a flash of editing and then there's no one there, but he's still lifted up. Yeah. So that happens the whole way through the movie. Just imagine every time there's a ghost, it's going in and out of like frame and, you know, cool, whatever, cool. Yeah. Well, we got this really cool scene of the guy being folded into the yeah, car. Yeah, that was a good one. That reminded me of the Jason, like, uh, yes. the, the Friday the 13th kill. He folds the bed on the guy. That's right. So, yeah, any any breakback thing, like, kill where someone's folded. Because like, he's folded you know, backwards, yeah, not good. forwards. Yeah. So that looks really cool. And he's kind of shoved into the boot of a car. And then there's just, like, blood. Just, that looks really this cool. This is the second best part of the whole film. And we see this really big behemoth of a ghost. So he's, like, seven foot... He's he looks kind of Is that the weird. one with the railway sleeping nails in him? No. Oh. That's that's the hammer. This is oh, the juggernaut. I didn't call it I've got all names for the ghosts as well because I couldn't remember. Oh really? I remember all the names of the ghosts, so because I'm a loser. It's fine. Um so he they basically lure him to towards the cube with uh just a kill fodder, just a soldier. Yeah, they're like um they're just like dudes in like are they like army men or are they like uh the guys who, a... the guys who capture E. T. Yeah. <laughs> They're more like SWAT suit kind of guys. But when they like also biohazard suit men there as well for I some reason. I think they just had raincoats on. Oh, okay. They were just clear raincoats. Oh, so they all look like nanas that were going to the football. <laughs> you know, like those. Yeah, like that have... clear raincoat. Yeah. yeah, very much so. So this guy runs into the cube, and of course, the juggernaut, he comes in after and they close the doors and he starts. There was more than one ghost, wasn't there? No, it's just the one. Oh, was that one ghost? Yeah, okay. There was one. So he just he starts lifting up the dude and he's smashing him around the cube, and it's all sad. And you know, Dennis scream. He's getting all sad about that. Yeah, because he's you know. feeling all the pain of everyone or some shit. Because you know, no one actually knows the psychics do. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all happening. It's all like a, a shit show. You know, everything's flying everywhere. Everyone, no one knows what's going on, and it all dies down. Anyhow, the ghost is in the elevator. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> being captured. It's all well and good. And of course, um, 
you know, screams looking around. He's He goes off to find uh, where F. Murray Abraham's gone and he finds that the ghost activist's husband is dying up the against guy. the car. He's the a guy. guy. He has no, like, you don't know who he is. He's guy he's, dying. He's this free guy. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he's dead and, uh, you know, poor man Sigourney's there trying to go, my husband or whatever. And then Sad. And, and then, then, of course, we see just panning off to the, the right a little bit, F. Murray Abraham is dead and he has somehow been decapitated but no, not he decapitated no, he it was just like through his neck yeah he had just had a big sheet of metal just wedged into his throat and he was like eh, yeah dead. he was dead. and at this point in the film i'm like i was this is my thoughts at this time and not knowing now that i know what's happened but like at this point i thought like ah, oh, was he the 13th ghost like was he trying to become a ghost to get himself like I didn't know what he was trying to do, but the fact that they were mentioning that, like, there's a 13th ghost here, that there was supposed to be two, and then he dies, and I was like, oh, maybe he's a 13th ghost. Anyhow, that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we cut to this really... And that's it. Scene over. It's done. We're moving into phase two of Man, the film. This, this was such a confusing start to me because, number one, it opens with a beautiful day, you know, daytime, backyard, nice summer's day. This is sickening. We see a lady, you know, in... The backyard, who I just thought was the Sigourney Weaver character. Oh sure, no, it's Justice. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't see you her very didn't. well, and I thought, oh, what? oh, this is like you know further on, and now she's like, oh look, and then it pans in, and she's married to Monk. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on here, but we do get this three sixty shot, which was nice. It was like, so imagine the camera on a tripod. It does one turn, it does a turnaround through this house, and as it's going through, time is passing. And as it does the 360 and comes back to Monk, like it starts with a, you know, he's got a beautiful family, sunny day. It turns around as it goes. It's like, you know, throughout the period of a whole year and it comes back around to him. And obviously the wife is dead. The house is burnt down and he's sitting there, a shattered, broken man. Like, yeah. Cool in shot. A different house. He's there in a shitty little apartment. We now. should also mention that it's Monk. Yeah, it is Monk. He's, as in the actor Monk, as in the, and he pretty much plays Monk. Yes. I the don't actor think can only can... play a pedantic kind of like, yeah. like, dude. <laughs> so we've just got that like in a one three sixty shot, which was nice. That so he has, uh, he had a family. The house caught on fire. His wife died. He still has a daughter and a son, and that is all good. Yep. So they're in an old rundown apartment. There's there's the bills that are on the 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 wall, like on the pin board, like overdue, past due, needs to be paid, that kind of thing. So oh, we, no, he's poor. We get the feeling that things aren't looking he so good. He dropped the ball when his wife died. What a fuckhead. <laughs> yep, it's not great. Um, and he comes out. So we cut from that. We He gets told that breakfast is ready. He needs to come out. Breakfast scene. And then it's uh, his youngest son, Bobby. He's sitting at the breakfast table reading the news. Um, so this little kid, obviously, he's dealing with the trauma in the way of he's obsessed with death. Um, they have a little joke about, you know, keeping a record of death is healthy, um, which... There's a there's a babysitter there. Yep. Um, which I didn't mention in here because I didn't think she was consequential to the story, but she is in the whole film she's with She's in the whole she's film. She's just always with them. Yes. So her name is Maggie. She's their live-in nanny. And, you know, Monk comes out and he's like, look, why don't you let her cook? Like, that's what we pay why, her if for. If you've got bill problems, why don't you let your nanny go? Right? Raise your own kids. These are the... So the age difference between, in real life, the age difference between... Um, the boy and the sister? No, the sister and the babysitter is like a year. <laughs> it's, and she's playing a 17-year-old girl. So, yeah, she's Justice from Jay and Sob Strob. Strob. Anyway, so imagine that. That's happening. It's all great. And anyway, a lawyer rocks up. 
Wah, wah, wah. We don't know why. He rocks in. He has, uh, apparently, uh, he has a, a, a video will, mm-hmm. which is from, um, what's his name? Da? What, yep. I, what do you from call From Uncle F. Murray Abraham. Uncle Cyrus. He has died. Which was died. the guy at the start that died. Yeah. Yep. So, so Monk is, that was his brother-in-law or something? No, he's like, uncle. Uncle. Yeah, they're related to that guy. So he's like, oh, I, you know, oh, we didn't know we had a great uncle. He's like, oh, yeah, he's, you know, he he's squandered fuckhead. the family fortune. And they're like, oh, we have a family fortune. He's like, no, he squandered it. <laughs> you yeah. idiot. Yeah. So, um, and then, it, you know, the lawyer opens his suitcase. There's a lap. Was it in, was it inbuilt into the suitcase? Or was it one yeah, of those? Yeah, probably. A screen in the suitcase. And yep. Darth video PowerPoint presentation will start. How good was it? It looked like an interactive CD-ROM. So my first uh, my first red flag for this family in this situation is, did you happen to notice... The background? The background of, like, this screaming, tortured ghost face? Yeah, yeah. Like, like- Huh. Why would you put that in your interactive CD-ROM world? <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's popping up very, like, low-res pictures of, like, you know, congratulations. Uh, well, not congratulations. I bequeath like, unto you my house. Yeah, like, oh, you, you're all right. It's I'll m- give you my house. My life's work. My regret is I died too young and I didn't get to know my family. Come live in my house. You never have to think about money again. It's pretty... Why would the house not have to make you think about money? Does it come with a cash Well, that's bonus? what, like, yeah, why? You still got to pay, you know... That's what, that's what Monk rates. says. He goes, I can't even pay the you know the, the tax on this. And he's like, don't worry. It's all, you never have to worry about money again. I'm like, okay, it must come with a teller machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> something. It's like prepaid. And now they give him a house. And it's uh, and like Justice is like fucking stoked. She's like, cool, Dad. She's a terrible character in oh, this yeah. film. She's just like this teenager obsessed with like... Space and baths. Yeah, I yeah. have no... She brushes her hair in one scene for like 45 minutes. I know. I have no connection to any of the characters in this film. Maybe Dennis. I don't know. I'm still not Dennis there. is okay. He's all right. Anyhow, the house, uh, which is now he's not in the film at the moment. Uh, anyhow, they get they drive out of the house. It's real far away. They do mention that it's in the middle of nowhere because, you, you know, so there's so no one can help you. he likes his privacy. Yeah, so we've got that down. I get it. I get it. I get it. We also get, between between them driving, we get this little montage cut of Kalina, the ghost activist. Um, Sigourney, poor man Sigourney. Picking up books. Um, yeah, she and... packs dynamite and props <laughs> to do with spells. <laughs> yep. So she's she's got a bunch of stuff that she's packing up. So she's obviously she's obviously heading out to the house as well. I didn't know that. No? Okay. <laughs> no, she's like, she's, she's just going down dynamite. to a local... She's like an urban witch, like in um in uh, The Truth About Demons. She reminded me of her. Like her house looked like the urban witch. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I um, like that. Which is always just like basically the Grace Emily. <laughs> it's just like low lit. Like, yes. You know, house with a sage hanging from the roof and, <laughs> and spell, Kandarian spells <laughs> plastered on the wall. Anyhow, she bails. Yep. Family rock up. Um, they're amazed at this giant glass house. So it's a big fucking square. It basically, straight away, I got vibes of the uh, the Hellraiser puzzle box. Did mm-hmm. you get that? Yeah. Because in Hellraiser Bloodline, you remember they make the whole house, which is the the box to trap the thing. And it reminded me so much of that. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that's copying, but that's just, if you just want to like, get what it is, it's basically a gigantic glass, what's his name? Le, le, Lament configuration. Lament configuration, which I yep. should remember, which I never do. Uh, that is yeah, fun. the walls, you know, they all have like fucking spells. Like the glass is like, you know, 
ghost-proof glass. It's covered in... Well, you don't know that yet, but it's covered in Latin, so it's covered well, in all this... I figured that like, straight away, that yeah. it's all like spells and shit. Spells to protect you from ghosts. Um, Which is like... And I th- it's funny because it's on the glass. So there would have been like a, a glass, a glassy or whatever guy having to come and etch all this shit into these glass. And they would have been like, fucking pretentious dickhead. <laughs> so much glass. The house itself, this this set, this prop or whatever location is fucking cool. Yeah. This is what they spent every dollar on for their budget in like creating this totally mo- like, you know, like modern art, uh, brutalist modernism kind of like house thing and it was like very cool to watch it looked like the most uncomfortable house to live in in the entire world well, there yeah. were rooms that had nothing in them yes apart from nothing here's a samurai sword yeah a samurai sword or something like that yeah what was that like, <laughs> when you walk into the house first there's a fucking there's like a samurai outfit which never comes back into play and no like, i think it's just to show that he's been around he's, yeah <laughs> I've been everywhere, man. Yeah. I've been everywhere. I got samurai sword. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they, well, they're not in the house yet. They no, rock up not. to the house and well, lo and behold, there's a power guy trying to get in. Who is what, what, what is the psychic disguise? <laughs> now, at this point in the film, I don't understand like why he's trying to get in and why he's disguised. Anyhow, he plays a terrible job of making out he's a guy who has to get in and he just joins their gang. Well, he needs the lawyer's to get also in. there as well. Yeah. So he needs to get in. And the babysitter. Because, yes, the babysitter (laughs) is also there. She's forever there. So he's trying to get in because Cyrus F. Murray Abraham owes him a bunch of money. So I think he's just assuming. And he uses the uh, the lie that uh, this house has knocked out the power grid. Yeah, he's like, I'm here to fix your power. I got to check the breakers. Anyhow, um, uh, Monk gets given a fucking wacky key. You know, they put the wacky key into the wacky lock. The wacky door opens. <laughs> the wacky house opens. Yep. And this uh, little pendulum starts to sort of casually swing, yeah, which we assume got... is like somewhere down in the basement of the house, like just somewhere uh, yeah, in the house. Don't... I thought it was above the front door. But anyhow, um, you, you kind of like the the lobby to the, the, the house is this big empty room. It's got like, uh, how do you explain it? On the floor, it's like a, a circle kind of pattern. With like ring circles going in and in and in, like a, a spiral. Not a spiral, but an opposite of a spiral. <laughs> Anyhow, we've got the middle circle, a bunch of circles, see yep. it, uh, circles, not see us. Uh, the middle one's spinning, and this is like relevant. That Basically, every every time a new ghost like gets released in the house, uh, the next ring starts to spin until yep. they're all. Sp- uh, and and then, then there's, cause so, so every ring starting from the very small, so there's basically. So it's a time limit. That's what the pendulum was supposed to represent. Yeah. Like, so it starts with, there's essentially 13 of them. So if you're in them. that room and you're walking on it when it's spinning, you just fall over. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible room. So there's 13 little little circles that are spinning. I don't, I don't know. He, just, he doesn't anticipate anyone going in there. All right. Every time a symbol. But it's the lobby. It is. <laughs> where you I walk know. into that. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, Dennis is looking around and he's automatically suspicious. He's like, oh, God, what have you done? So he sees all the yes, Latin but- everywhere and he's kind of assuming that. Cyrus, you crazy bastard. What did you do? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, so Dennis, he decides to head down to the basement. He's going to have a, a look around, see if he can find money or something. Um, was he there for money? Is that what he really just was there for? I'm pretty certain that's what he was there for. He was just there for the money. Okay, so you ready for this? He was dressed up as a power guy. He didn't know they were coming there. No. Why would he be dressed up as a power guy? Because he he wouldn't have expected anyone was ever going to be there. Well, I guess if you're about to go and break into a house. 
you kind of need to look like you're there for a reason and not just to break into a house. But it was in the middle of nowhere. I there don't no- know. Um, the other thing is he has like a kind of, well, while they're outside the house, he has like kind of a front off with the lawyer. Mm. And apparently at this point, the lawyer doesn't know who he is. No. No, he hasn't quite cottoned on to who he is. But, but he really should have. He should have, yeah. Because <laughs> he, anyhow. Um, so Monk basically tells, he's about to go off into the library with the lawyer to start signing papers and he tells his family, so Justice, Bobby and Maggie, to stay put, do not move until I get back. Of course, he goes off with the lawyer. Why did they just not go with him? And then, I don't know, because that's men's <laughs> Stand work. in this room, which has nothing in it, in a giant house you just inherited... And don't follow me and mm-hmm. don't move them up. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Why would you think the house is dangerous? I don't know. So immediately after he leaves, they all decide to fuck off and go find and explore the house. Yeah. Anyhow, the psychic uh, psychic scream goes down into the basement and he finds a bunch of glass prison cells with a whole bunch of ghosts in them. And this yeah. is the first time we've seen all the ghosts, I think, or some of them. We get a good... We, we start to get a look at some of the ghosts. They're kind of... We get of, naked lady ghosts. We do. We yep. get um we the get a ghost princess. that's got a whole bunch of railway nails in him. The like, hammer. At, yeah, but why did he have a whole bunch of railway sleeper nails in him? Because he was a blacksmith. Yeah, but why were they in him? But, but, was he, was he, a, was he a, a railway blacksmith? <laughs> I think he was just a blacksmith. They cut off his hand. He was still clutching his little blacksmith thing. There is a whole special features on all of the stories of the ghosts. Um, We get that one. I think we get a guy. There's like baseball ghost. The Torn Prince. Home run. Yes. (laughs) Home run. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, like uh, there's a, I think that's all we're kind of shown at this point. Yeah. We're not shown all of the, the ghosts. Not all 12. Anyhow, so he's just like, oh, my fucking God, because he can see the ghost. Yeah, he's like, so he, like, he starts, well, he's down there first and he's he just sort of. think he picked that up before he went down there, considering from the rest of the film he can pick up the ghost from wherever he is. Yeah, I don't know. So he gets down there, but he's not got the glasses on straight away. So he's just like, ow, my brain hurts a little bit. Ow, my, like, ow, ow, so ow. I thought he could see ghosts. Well, I don't think he can see them as much as he can sense them because oh, okay. he still has to put on the glasses. Yeah. So he's put on the glasses at this point. So we're cutting between the him downstairs starting to freak out and have little seizures and witness ghosts and whatnot. Oh, and then we, we got to move this along. We do. <laughs> we're just like, we're getting stuck in the nitty gritty details. Anyhow, let me just move it along a bit. Anyhow, so um, Monk goes, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 he's, he's in there going to sign, you know, the thing away and that, and then fucking psychic, psychic, Fucking scream runs in. He goes like, "Oh my god, I'm not really a fucking yeah." And then all of a sudden, the lawyer knows who he is. Yeah, he's basically like, "I used to hunt ghosts with your uncle. Like, you you'll need to leave this house. Like, y'all need to get out." And then the lawyer's like, mm, "I know who you are. You're a crackpot. When everyone, someone dies, all these people come out of the woodwork for money." So now we re- straight away we realize that the lawyer's into it. The thing is though that the question never got answered in this is like. If he goes, oh, this guy's just a crackpot. We don't know him. I don't know him. But then, like, he does know him. He says, like, oh, I know this guy. Like, and I'm like, well, you just, like, you blew your cover. Anyhow, the, the writing's terrible. Um, <laughs> so we know the lawyer's in on it, all this shit. The lawyer's doing grins to the camera. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we cut to the kid. Um, the kid now is, like, 
split up or something? Yeah, so Maggie and Bobby, like, he's scooting around the house. Like, hey, don't bring a scooter to a new house. Fuck don't, you. Don't have a fucking scooter. They're Just, terrible. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Scooters are the worst. Yeah, so the babysitter and the kid have gone off and then Justice has gone off and, like, looking around. Yep. The thing that's cool, though, when the kid, there's a room there with toys in it. Mm. And toys all those and to- comics and stuff. Do you know what all those toys were? The exact toys that I tried to sell at the toy fair. Just <laughs> they were. They were the, 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 the series of the Spawn figures of the McFarlane ones that I actually had in my, like, to sell this weekend. Oh, so what you're saying is they're there movie was, props and people should buy them from you for a larger amount of money because well, they that, were seen in this film. But, yeah, they were the actual, and it was so weird because I hadn't seen those figures in so many years and then I saw them on Monday and then I saw them in this film. I'm like, weird. <laughs> That's cool. So they're playing with toys and then, of course, Justice has found this, like, very a un- giant bedroom and, of course, she, you know, she's getting into it and she decides to discover... The bathroom. Yeah. I think I've missed this whole bit. I just wrote here, the lawyer, I, suddenly for some reason the lawyer just bails down into the into the ghost. Yeah, there is so much like shit in between where it's just like, you know, Maggie finds some glasses. She puts them yeah, on. Oh, everyone is in different parts of the house. Now yeah. it's just flicking between it. But the law, basically the, the only thing we need to know about is the lawyer now, uh, he kind of just leaves Monk. Yes. And he leaves Monk and the screen, and he goes down and he he bails down in casually bails down into well, the ghost. It's a good opportunity because Dennis touches Monk. So he touches Monk and he gets a flash of everything that has happened to him, um, the wife dying, being burned up in the which fire. Which he never just mentions, which could prove his like uh credibility and he never yeah. says it. So he just has this complete seizure and he's on the ground. So while Monk is tending to this guy who's just like vomited all over the ground, the lawyer just Slips off down into the basement. Yeah, because when Scream, he had, when he has his premonitions, he kind of has a seizure, which yeah. he didn't mention. Um, so he heads into the basement. He's got his glasses on. He's standing, and he just like he's walking around like a smarmy fucking. Giving bastard. all the ghost shit. He's giving them all shit. He's like, he, hey, nice tits. Oh, the, yeah, nice tits to the naked ghost. Yeah. Um, he finds a bag of money, like, and I'm like, there's just a bag of money. Yeah. Ready? Are you ready? Sitting on the ground on a on a lever to to. to do some trap, and I'm like, so this all linchpinned on the fact because it started when they went in. Why did it need to linchpin with them picking up a bag of money? Because once he picked up the bag of money, it set everything else into motion. So the lever came up, and it basically is that what starts the machine? Started it off to open the first door. Why wouldn't you have had it that as soon as the the pendulum starts working, it starts doing that? I feel that he did it for a reason. Because he's a wacky... He's just an ex- he's just a wild and crazy guy. Anyhow, for some reason, there's a bag of money. Yeah. Which the lawyer... Is the only reason the lawyer is there for. He wants to, ha, I got your bag of money. Yeah, nice money. Anyhow, that, uh, the bag of money trips a switch and that opens one of the doors. Yep. And it means oh, the that ghost doors, the, the ghost house prisons, also starts sort of moving and starts sort of closing up, starts and locking whatnot. up. But I don't understand why, because it's completely shatterproof and ghostproof. I don't know. <laughs> it's best not. I'm just to... pulling this apart. <laughs> um, Go for it. Anyhow, the lawyer. I don't understand really what happens here. So the lawyer goes to you know run out. He's in, he's he's confronted by a naked ghost which has all cuts all over her. She's got her boobies out, mm-hmm. and you know he goes, "Whoa, lady!" And then all of a sudden. A door, one of the glass doors, shuts so violently that it chops him in half down the side, like um through length, the middle. Is it not not through the middle? It's like, is it like lengthways down? Yes. So it's like getting caught in an elevator that yep. goes in a. Th- but I don't understand why this one door went at the speed of light and none of the other doors 
in the whole film ever do that? You are asking too many questions. No, I'm not. <laughs> I thought that instantly. I was like, why? I've written in my thing, why did that door shut so quickly and all the others are slowly shut? Well, it's an important door to protect an important part of the house. So because this house is just a big cube, uh, the glass walls and, and doors can move, so creating different rooms and shit like that. But all of them are ghost-proof. Yeah. They've all got it's like the... a giant maze house that sort of changes. Yeah, which is very, very cool. Yeah. Anyway, he gets, this is the best part of the film. He gets chopped lengthways and you see like the front half of him slide down this glass thing. And you can see, because it's glass, you can see the other side. You can yeah. see all his internal organs. And then after that's set up for a while, that slowly slides down as well. And I'm like, that was sick. Yeah. This is the best. If, if they keep this up for all the kills, I'm down. <laughs> kill the babysitter, kill a whole bunch of other, kill the lo- I don't know, the lo- kill the psychic. There's a whole bunch of people that could die in this film. Uh huh. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Dan. So that's it for the violence. We go home now. Yep. Done. Uh, it looks great. So that, I thought this is a this is a level. This is why Jen likes this film. This is going to be fucking awesome. That was one of the raddest kills I've seen. That was ghost ship mm-hmm. like wor- opening of ghost ship worthy. Yeah. And it looked like it wasn't much CG. It was, but it was used like it was like an actual dummy sliding. I don't know. It, it looked good. There's it lots of blood. Good. There's heaps of blood in this film. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, so once the house starts moving, kind of Dennis is like, fuck, we need to go. It's time to leave. Um, you know, we, we kind of got to get out of the house real quick. And, of course, what are we got to do before we get out of the house? Do- We've got to find everyone who's gone off in separate directions. And now the house is moving around and we have to find Justice, who is in a bathroom doing her hair for like 30 minutes. Gets oh, going, my God. Man, look at me. This is like, I'm in the bathroom. I'm at the mirror. Look at me. And, and of course, we get... We um, have, um, you know, an overlaid view of what's really happening in ghost view. Yeah. So there's like, you this know. This is cool though because the, the spectral viewers are sitting on the basin. Yeah, why are the there just ghost glasses in every room? I feel that you just got to have a pair in there every room. There was only one person living there. It's like a mint in a pillow. You got to have it. But there was only one person there for the time. Why is there like the exact number of glasses for the exact number of people who come? Because he knew that they were coming. But why did they need to see all this shit? Seeing it makes them be able to stop it. I don't know, Dan. You don't stop asking questions. You're asking all the questions. Oh, wow, these aren't even my big hitter questions. Oh, really? Yeah, Great. I've got the big ones. Well, we'll the camera them. kind of uh, pans through the glasses, which looks really my cool. My mum was asking these questions when she was watching. Really? Me. Have you noticed how many of these films I watch with my mum? Because she babysits my baby when I'm watching these films. I really love that. I love that she gets to, you should bring her in for an episode. No. <laughs> Anyhow, just, yeah, so we get to see like this. Obviously, I don't know why because it's not the room where the lady got murdered. No, so, no, but she has, a, she's got an inherent deal with bathrooms and what that's. She took her life in a bathroom, just what happens. So you know, Justice is there. She's like primping, and of course, behind her is the the naked lady. Go- lady doesn't fuck goes- with her. He just is kind of just hanging out. Yeah, she's she's also kind of now. Well, I, I you got to assume that like ghosts don't really fuck with people. I feel that the ghosts only fuck with people when you can see them in this film. Yeah, a little bit. Otherwise, why haven't other people noticed that ghosts exist in the world if ghosts would be lifting people up and throwing them around rooms? Because not all ghosts are, like, angry. Are these the only angry ghosts in the world? Just 12 of them? No, but they're, like, prominent for whatever he needed for his devil contraption. Uh, okay, so we see, uh, um, you know, we see the house now. You know, stuff's moving, doors opening. Floors and circles in the There's, walls are churning. There is a lot of just sort of ambient house Starts shots. letting the ghosts out one by one kind of thing. We, 
we see this circle configuration on the floor. Stop every now and then with a, you know, all the circle bits match up with a glyph, and that glyph must represent a ghost, and then that door opens. So I don't know why all the ghosts just aren't let it out straight away. I don't know. I, there's too many ghosts at one point. <laughs> you, you know, the movie would be over real quick otherwise. Why didn't you just have five ghosts in it then? Because <laughs> 13 is a, and a scary number. A spooky number. Or make the house bigger. Right, anyway, so yeah, the, the house is slowly letting the ghosts out one by one. Yeah. So once again, you know, Kathy's in this room that is absolutely covered in blood. Um, on the on the floor, that's like, I'm sorry. There's blood all over the walls. There's um, the angry princess is now. She's in the bathtub. The bath is full of blood, and for some reason, Justice decides to turn on the tap and, and start drink bath and water. So, <laughs> she's been listening to No Doubt for too long. Um, she's, you know, primping herself and... Yeah, like, I, why would you... Like, she's just been at the mirror for 25 minutes. Yeah. Like, and then she goes over to the bath, runs the bath water in her hands and starts washing her face and drinking bath water or whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing? I, she's just it keen just, for a just, bath. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So the angry princess is staring at her and just as she raises her knife to potentially just stab up justice, Monk rocks in and... And what she has to stop startles her. Yeah, apparently I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It it, it ends. Nothing happens in this scene. And, and they're like, we, we, we need to find Bobby. She's like, oh, she's with Maggie. Maggie rocks up. She's like, I've lost the kid. Yeah. I like that he refers to his son as the kid throughout the whole film. He's like, we've got to find the kid. Yeah, I know it's weird because bad acting. <laughs> um, anyhow, the kid. <laughs> uh, we get a whole scene of him walking around. He's uh, he's in the bad place downstairs. He finds some ghost specs. He puts them on. He sees a bunch of ghosts. They start chasing him around. And then all of a sudden, at his weakest point, Bobby's, as his name, Bobby Kids, ghost mum ghost rocks up and goes, Bobby, put on the glasses and fuck off. Yeah, yeah, so he's being lured into the basement by by a voice telling him to come down. So I didn't realise at this point that Bobby's mum ghost was one of the ghosts. I Mm. thought that her ghost was just attached to him. Because, like... Why wouldn't you attach to your son? Anyhow, apparently Bobby's ghost mum, like their ghost mum, is one of the ghosts. At like, but you never saw her in a, a chamber, and there were like the ghost. She was talking to him earlier on, but before you even saw her, mm. it was like it was bad. Because well, he also had his little recorder, and as we know, little recorders are good for you know. Yeah. Anyhow, everyone ghosts. runs down the stairs uh, to get Bobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, they split up into pairs, because why not? We need to split up into pairs. Uh, <laughs> they, they all split apart in this house, which is moving around, so you might not even get... Uh, and then the... So the babysitter and the psychic mm-hmm. split off, and then Monk and... Justice. Justice split up. Um, and that's it. So far, that's happening. Justice uh, puts on the glasses. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where did she find the glasses? Justice finds some glasses. She's got glasses. Oh, she got it from the bathroom. Yes. We don't know why she would have picked them up, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Anyhow, Justice puts on some glasses. She sees a ghost, box face lady. <laughs> it's a dude. Is I, it a dude? I, I kind of feel that you're... I'm skipping over a shitload? I, I feel that you've skipped over so much. Let me find that in my notes. Oh, yeah, you've skipped over... <laughs> so much. It's because I just didn't think any of this stuff was relevant. That is fine. So, yeah. Um, They've split up. They're in two things now. This is a point in the film where they just all realise that the ghosts are real. Yeah. So, like, the babysitter puts on the glasses with the psychic. So, he goes, look at these glasses. <laughs> Man, if you don't believe me. 
And um, she sees the ghost. She's like, oh, my God, there are ghosts. Yeah. And he's like, well, she's like, can you see? He's like, no, because I don't have the glasses. And he puts on the glasses. And, of course, he views the hammer. It's the, the big blacksmith guy. with, And he smashes into the glass, terrifies Dennis. And he's like, I hate when they do that. Of course, he flips off the ghost and he gets this terrible vision of his own death. Why did he get that? He didn't touch anything. I don't know. Um, and then uh, on the other hand... Justice puts on her glasses. She sees yep. a scary ghost, and then the ghost. He's gr- trying. Yeah, Monk's trying to tell her that there are no such thing as ghosts. She puts on the glasses, and is immediate. Another really cool thing, like so, as she puts on the glasses, you see this ghost in front of her. Right in her face. Um, it's the jackal, which is the most notorious of all of the ghosts. Apparently, it's like the fan favorite. So it's like this dude. Um, I thought it looks, a lady. It looks like a woman. Um, in a straight jacket that's kind of been ripped off, a cage over the head. The cage has been ripped off around the face and it starts attacking her. So, so basically just, his, his power is he just attacks people. Yeah. So he just, he's like, she's being dragged along the ground. He's scratching up at her. He kind of slams her up against the wall. He's, can, he's still Monk scratching doesn't know what's her. going on. He's just like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. And anyway, of course, Monk tries the, to help. For some reason, it decides to slash off some of her clothes, so we get some titties. I don't yeah. know why that was necessary. Weird, yeah. Anyhow, out of nowhere, poor man Sigourney Weaver rocks up. Mm-hmm. With a flare. With a flare, which I thought was dynamite. <laughs> well, she has dynamite, yeah, but I she's know. got flares No, no, she doesn't have dynamite. She's got C4. Oh, okay. So I, well, at first I thought that was dynamite. So, yeah, she rocked down pat, you know, hero slow motion comes in, throws a flare. It doesn't do anything. No, the ghost is like, oh, God, it's my one weakness. Yeah. Anyhow, she helps um, Justice and Monk get away from this ghost or whatever. Um, she pulls out a book and um, she, you know, she does that, like, that line. The house is, this is a house. It's designed by the devil and powered by the dead. At this point, it's like, what? Mm. Okay, cool. So we cut back to Dennis and Maggie and they stumble upon the firstborn son, which is a young child with an arrow through his head. It's a ghost. It's a ghost, yeah. I just called him Kid Ghost. That is fine. They realise that they need to... my new rap name. (laughs) Kid Ghost? Yeah. I love it. I look forward to your rap career really taking off. It's going to be wicked. Um, He realises that they are sort of behind enemy lines. They're more in ghost territory than they really need to be. And that they need to sort of manoeuvre and get around um, because, of course, the angry princess has also made her way from the bathtub back down into... Is that naked naked ghost? Naked ghost, yep. Okay. So basically there's a whole bunch of ghosts just walking around and they just kind of have to avoid them like a video game. Pretty much. Um, you know, Kalina's she's explaining who she is, why she's there, and Monk still doesn't believe. And then he finally takes the glasses and he sees a ghost and he's like, oh, that's peculiar. Ghosts are real. That's great. Um... Yeah. You know, and he explains that, you know, F. Murray Abrahams, he's enslaved the souls, she's there to save them, that kind of thing. So somehow at some point as well, all the kids and like uh, Justice and Bobby get split up from the gang. Yeah, so she's at this point, this is where she is explaining about the book, the machine, the powered by the dead, whatever. Um, she's like, if you help me, I'll help you. And that's when they realise that justice she wants to you is know, now free missing. the ghosts, liberate them. Yep. Um, but of of course, justice somehow she's missing. She's a four one one case now. Um, and then we immediately just cut back to Maggie. Bobby's Dennis. still been Bobby Kids has been missing he, the whole he's time. Gone. He's just missing. He's, he might as well just be dead. <laughs> and now at some point, um, Monk gets attacked. 
That's what I skipped to. Yeah, so Monk and Kalina are up against the Hammer and the Jackal. Yeah, they're up against two ghosts. Yeah. So Boxhead and Na- and Nailman. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dennis he meets the Torn Prince, um, and so he's trapped in a sort of a little cube room with the Torn Prince. He's a home run ghost. Oh yeah, home yep. run. Um, so she helps him with the glasses. He doesn't have any relevant. He's hardly even in. This is the only time he's in the film. It's really frustrating that there are so many really cool ghosts and really. And they cool only ideas. use like two of them. Yeah, like, like, it should have been called two ghosts. <laughs> it would have been enough, just, eh? Just because they didn't use any of the others. Yeah, it's just a couple of ghosts hanging around doing. Could have been things. called couple of ghosts. Couple of ghosts. Anyhow. Um, so she helps him navigate his way out safely, and they make their way back upstairs. Um, but no, Monk gets attacked. Yes, yeah, so he gets attacked by Boxhead Ghost and like gets clawed so viciously on his back. He gets like ten one foot long gouge marks on his back, which would kill anyone. Yeah. and he just shrugs it off. He's like, "I'm monk. I'm monk, motherfucker. I do what I want. I don't like dust." So they've run. Uh, Maggie and uh, Dennis have run upstairs just as Kalina has like popped a panel out from the floor. So she's popped up, leaving Monk down to be attacked. They pull him up. Um, and he also escapes from the hammer. So the hammer's also there. and he's, They just escape. He's just watching. He's just having a good time. Yeah. Um, so all of them are back together except the kids who are missing. Oh, dear. Um, they make their way into like a study or something. And she starts ripping Kalina Scorny. She starts ripping into Dennis about helping F. Murray Abraham. They have a bicker and she drops the bombshell that, oh, you didn't tell him about his the wife. The fourth ghost. So they start explaining that he helped uh, uh, F. Murray Abraham trap his wife and he didn't know. And then it's, all, like, it's all really sad and then angry and Monk punches him in the face. Yeah. No, and no. then they start talking about the Black Zodiac. They need 12 earth So she gets, her, she gets her book out, her yeah. expert's book, her ghost book, her yeah. Necronomicon, and she starts flicking through pages and we're introduced to every ghost. Yeah. We're just like... He needs his th- 12... Th- I don't understand how he found these exact ghosts, but, um, yeah, you, we go through every ghost, and you just get to see a bit, bit about each ghost here. You know, like, there's, like, a weird one, which is a mum and a, a son and mum. So there's the great child and the dire mother. There is the angry princess, the... the Yeah, there's... So I know Go through them. No, no, no. I won't embarrass myself. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of ghosts. <laughs> 12 of them. Yeah, so there's 12 Earthbound ghosts and their role is powering the machine to open up the Eye of Hell. They need a 13 ghost, uh, which is a human sacrifice, to short-circuit the system. So she's saying But the the, the sacrifice has to do it willingly. Yes. So So she's basically telling him that he needs to jump in and kill himself to save everyone. Yeah, so he's the 13th ghost. And... Um, to, yeah, and to stop the ire of Saruman. Yeah. And he, and you know, Dennis is like, well, there's got to be another way. Like, this isn't okay. And she just dumps out all of her C4 and she's like, well, we could always just blow it up. Yeah, which I thought, great idea. Yeah, why not do that? Um, And so that means that, like, Cyrus's plan, he wanted, and she mentions, like, anyone who gets the power of the eye has the knowledge of the universe and that makes him the most powerful man in the world. I'm like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm sure an eye is going to just give someone some information. <laughs> anyway. It'll give you information for about 30 seconds before you die. Um, out of the, so they, this is what, so Monk realises that his wife's there. Monk realises that he is the, has to turn into the 13th ghost to get them all out of this pickle or they can blow the house up. I would have gone for the blowing the house up. Hmm. Uh, but then Monk and Scream. 
uh, psychic scream. They decide that they're going to go find the kids. Yeah. They they man up, and um, so, so and they uh, take a door with them. Yeah. So they're like, this is all like, all right. So they're like, good idea. So they take a door off, right? Which so the ghosts can't go through, so they can use it as a shield. But I'm like, if the fucking house is that easy to pull, they just clip, <laughs> they just pull it, clip it straight off the wall. And I'm like, why don't you just clip all the other walls off and just walk out? <laughs> I just thought, like, Why are you bringing logic into this film? Like, Why? Like, they just and well, they didn't even have to do anything. They just no, went, they really they just went. The dog, clink. <laughs> oh, cool. So that's how it's a. It's just in a Meccano house it's or Lego. It's just that easy. It's just made of Lego. The whole house. <laughs> Anyhow, so they go, grab a whole fucking door, which is mm-hmm. the width of the corridor, so they can shield themselves from the ghost. In the meantime, poor man Sigourney, she's like, I'm gonna go start. Prepping the house to get blown up. Yeah, like, cool, cool, cool. So Maggie goes with her and they're off in the house. And of course, while they're down in the basement near this giant machine that's starting to go faster and faster. Yeah, we get to see underneath, yeah, this big cogged machine is like every time a new ghost is let out, it's getting faster. And it's the biggest CG mess of a cog machine you've ever seen. It's just, <laughs> it's just a green screen. Cog machine. Yeah, pretty much. And, of course, um, they find the lawyer and they're like, oh, the lawyer. There's, a, oh, they, there's one half of the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, they say that. We get to see that shot again because they're like, best shot. Let's bring it in again. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go, yeah, so the babysitters are going to uh, cruising around. Yeah. Just um, doing that. The Torn Prince is finally released um, and he attacks the panel, um, which is protecting Dennis the and door. Monk. Yep. The, 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 the shield door. The shield door. So they had to show that the shield door worked. <laughs> yep. Um, and of course, while this is happening, fucking F. Murray Abraham walks into the room um, and... To, to Sigourney and the babysitter. Yep. And so, it looks yeah. like Kalina is about, she sees him and she's got the book and she's about to smash him in the face with the book, but instead she fucking knocks out Maggie. What? The, the babysitter. So, yeah, so Sigourney knocks out the babysitter. The ghost of Cyrus has rocked up. And then she goes up and kisses the ghost. Yeah. But she doesn't have glasses on, so she can see him. But he's not a ghost. He's not dead. Oh, that was one of my big questions. Are you yeah. sure? I'm like 90% sure he's not dead. Are you ready though? Yeah. He's got the cut on his throat and he hasn't changed his clothes? I know. There's blood everywhere. I don't know. I don't think he's dead. Exactly. You don't think. You don't know. I don't it doesn't know. make any sense. That's one of my questions at the end. Why? He, no, he was a ghost. Yeah, but. That everyone can see and touch. But why is he defying the laws of ghostness? Why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't That's know. one of the big questions. Why has he rocked up? Why in, in like the month since he's died, why hasn't he changed his clothes? Well, I think because everyone's in this house and if they're wearing the spectral viewers and they see him in the house, if he's still wearing what he died in, they're going to go, oh, yeah, he's, so he's, he's a ghost. So he's going to assume that they're going to think that he's a ghost. Yes. Even though he doesn't flash in and out of reality or change anything or yeah. do anything. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Anyhow, she kisses him. Yep, that's weird. Um, you can see without guys. So Sigourney was in on it the whole time, right? Yep. So she's on his side. Yeah. So why was she acting at the start of the film as if she wasn't? If the only people in that scene were on his side. Well, her husband wasn't. So what? I, you know, it's all a. It's What's all her end game plan? I don't know. <laughs> there was no reason. I don't know her life. 
Like, but they wanted to have a twist in it, but the twist didn't have an end game to it. Like, no. there was no reason for her to like. So she loved him, or whatever. He clearly didn't love her. No, oh no, he just he loves power and it knowledge. Just, yeah, there was no. It's a, and he's probably very good at manipulating, so he's manipulated her into helping. And but how did she help? By getting in his way. Yeah, getting the spells, getting all the stuff. Because I mean, he once he. Pre- Died. He had to go into hiding. So she's there doing all his grunt all right, work. All right, whatever. You, there's too much thinking about this thing. No, no, I like to think. All right, so <laughs> now we're back to Psychic Scream and fucking uh, uh, and Monk, and they're you know they're fighting Railway Nail Ghost, and then all of a sudden the Monster Ghost rocks up. <laughs> the Juggernaut, yes. The juggernaut. Who's what was the Monster's name? Is it Frank Monster? Herman. The, Herman Monster. Herman Monster rocks up. <laughs> With a really bad haircut. Yeah, bad haircut, Herman Munster. And he's, they start fighting with their door. Yeah, well, he basically, like, Dennis basically sort of grabs, he sees this, he's seen this. He's seen what's about to happen. So he barrels up Monk against the uh, corner and shoves the panel to protect him. And then he basically takes on So the ghost can touch the stuff and move stuff. Why don't they just pull the door off there? Because it's got spells to protect. So, so that they can't but, touch it. But they have touched them before because they smashed into them. I don't know. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cyrus, um, he starts to play some spell on the loudspeaker through the house. Yep. Starts to move shit along. Don't know why he couldn't have done this from the start. Um, all the ghosts bail. Yep. Uh, no, first. Well, the juggernaut kills Dennis. Yeah, he, yeah. Well, we should have got to mention You know, that. he beats him up a bunch and then... Basically picks him up and snaps his back over him. It was a pretty bad. Battle. It was a pretty shitty death. Like Could I was have just been like, better. Mm. like if he, he needed a more heroic death, I feel. I thought or a more violent death. So oh, we yeah. got some more gore well, in there, too, like, yeah. chopped up into a million bits. The big man should have thrown him onto the spike man and impaled him on all his spikes on his own body oh, or something like that. That would have been good. I know. Uh, <laughs> anyhow, that uh, the the psychic ghost scream Dennis. He he dies. Out He's of the done. picture, dead. No more. All right, and um, then uh, Monk still trapped behind this little. All, all the other ghosts suddenly hear the the recording, and they're like, "Oh, gotta go!" Yeah. They they flirt, they fart away into the <laughs> into the breeze. At the same time, uh, Monk's dead wife's ghost rocks up, um, and she's all half burnt, and she's holding her like her drip, her IV, <laughs> her IV drip. She walks up to the glass, and he gets to say hello to her, and just. Or goodbye. They have a moment. They have it's, a moment, and then she's fart wafts away, <laughs> and that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and then like, so this is a weird, a bit weird. So Cyrus is now down with Sigourney, and he's like, "Go do this stuff. Go do this." And she's like, "Okay, I'll go do that." He walks out in front of her, and then the house crushes her. Yep. But he just asked her to do something. Yeah, but he's just, he's not going to be like, I'm going to kill you right now. Just stand and let that happen. He's obviously. But it was something he needed done because I think he went and did it. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's like, oh, you need to put the kids in danger. You but need how to did feel he know, that there's danger. How did he know the house was, uh, is he in, psychically in control of the house? No, but he walks out. Two walls kind of crushed together and we see um, Sigourney Weaver get crushed, but not enough. No, well, they actually had to cut it. So they had, what they originally they had, a dummy had that mushed. it was like eyes were popping out, brains spilling out, what we would have wanted to see, but I think they couldn't get their NC-17 rating for it. So it would have been. But the other thing was so violent. I, I, I think know. that was supposed to be one of their uh, flagship gore moments. And yeah. you could see it was about to be wicked and it cut yeah, away. And, and it just stopped. So they were, it was meant to be there, but it just didn't happen. Anyhow, 
That happened. So now Sigourney's is out of the picture. She had no relevance to the story. She had no end game. And now she's not in it. Fine. Yep. Done. Just tied up that loose end. Sorted. Um, all of a sudden, the kids, the kids, so Justice and Bobby, rise out of the floor of the machine with the cogs. But I was like, but the cogs are underneath there. Where did they come from? Did they rise up or were they just there? I thought they rose up out of the floor. I don't it know. It opened up. Anyhow, they're in the middle of this, the lobby. Uh, then the circles are now spinning at a rapid rate, which we can only assume are bladed that they can't get out. Their kids are tied up. I'm like, who the fuck tied them up? F. How Murray did they Abraham. get there? <laughs> F. Murray Abraham. Because the moment, the scene before, before he kills Sigourney, like uh, Cyrus, he goes, go find the kids. Yeah. So they're not found, and this is the direct next scene. They're tied up. <laughs> like, anyhow, they're tied up. They must have tied themselves up and put themselves in the correct spot. Yeah, why not? Because uh, they're kids. They're playing, let's play tie-up. And now all the ghosts rock up in this room. They're all around them. They're, like, doing some voodoo, Kandarian, demon, pet cemetery shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what's the ghost end game? To, or to bring the eye out. Yeah, so they're there to power the machine. They have no... They're not, they don't want to be there. They're trapped. Okay, so weren't they... So they have to be standing around this. But there was, it seemed to be working fine without them there. I think because it's like you release them all in a sequential amount and then they're there and then the spells are playing and then it needs the, their power to do this. So they're eventually you know, going to disappear anyway because they've opened something. And now Monk runs into the room. He sees his kids in the fucking bladed thing, like safe and sound inside of it. He sees Cyrus. He goes, holy shit, motherfucker, dick face. He runs up and then punches him. And he goes, you're not a ghost. Or are you? I don't know. That's <laughs> um, never explained. Your throat is cut. You should be dead. So did he fake his death at the start? I think he faked it. But he never got rid of the fakeness. Well, I feel that he would have had it put back on. Like, he's probably done a couple of months of just wandering. Well, a couple of months. Probably a couple of days. I said it's fake. It's not really. I'd say it's fake. Like, I feel that it's all fake. So he, that's, so he, he looks like he's dead. So the whole point was that he could be there as a ghost. Well, he needed to be there. He needed to be in the house because once this eye opened up, he needed to be the one there to. He could have come out at the last second. That's no fun. Where's the fun in that? Anyway, yeah, more of that. Anyway, it, 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 so now Monk has a decision of either sacrificing himself. He has to sacrifice himself to get his kids out, and Cyrus knows that. He goes, ha-ha, I fucking yeah. played you, cunt. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the babysitter. She's on the control room somehow now. Yeah, she woke up from being knocked out, and she's like, she's now doing some scritching. She's like, rock a Yeah, so there's all these, like, dob- dobs. She somehow worked out exactly what's going on, that she has to stop this machine, even though she's been unconscious and there's no reason for her to know any of this shit. She has worked out by herself that she needs to stop this machine from going, and she's just doing it by, like, just fucking up all the dials, like, you know, just hitting this, hitting that. She's pulling levers, she's pressing buttons, and the machine is starting to, like, it's like, yeah. Anyhow, the baby, the... The ghosts all fuck off because like, the, the recording stops so they don't have to be there anymore. So they all fuck off. And at this point, I'm like, it's done. You can't do it now. Like, I no. thought that's the end. Well, the machine breaks. The machine breaks. So the machine completely breaks, which means the ghosts are no longer bound to this one spot that they're meant to be That means in. they can't open the eye. That means it's all 
done. It's it. Like, it's over. It's yeah. done. But then Cyrus goes, "I want you to. You have to go in and sacrifice your kids to do it." Like, but it's it's not working. It's done. It's over. The ghosts walk over and they pick him up. All thirteen, well, twelve of them go and pick him up and walk him over to the machine where that. You know, the, the circle machine. Which is the one that Monk was supposed to jump into to kill himself. And yeah. they ditch him into and it. And they chuck him into and it. And he CG messesly just falls apart and he looks like a Mortal Kombat death. Yeah. Uh, and so then Cesaris is now dead. And up to this point, I'm like, wait, was he a ghost? Like, it's never. And he explained. was alive. Uh, he gets chopped out. His body parts, parts forever. The kids are traumatized. <laughs> forever. Dennis's ghost appears and he, yeah. gives, he gives Monk a pep talk. Oh, we have to, yeah, we have to like, get on this. Suddenly. Out of the blue, Dennis screams, psychic ghost, wafts down. He's all cool all of a sudden. He is. He's cool guy, like, leaning up against. He's, like, cleaning his glasses. He's like, hey, buddy. He's no longer skitchy or I think. He's, you know, he's at peace now. He's, he, he is. And he's, uh, he's all cool. And he's like, hey, buddy, you know what to do. You can get your kids out. And I'm like, what? 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 At what point in the film did this ever come in that he could get them out without, like, because you got the power. Yeah. And I'm like, what power? You got the touch. And uh, um, so the house starts kind of like exploding. You know, everything's falling apart. There's clearly a time limit on this whole situation. Monk fucking goes, I can do it. So there's these blades spinning around, you know. They've got a sequence to them. For some reason, they stop every second. And I'm like, this is very video game. Yeah. Monk fucking power jumps in, gets the kids, right? Grab, so he jumps through these spinning blades in a time, you know, you know, a, an in, you know, an almost inhuman fucking <laughs> like timing of getting through these blades. He grabs the kids and holds them. All the suddenly the whole house fucking explodes, like not explodes, starts to fall apart. All the panels fall down. The machine, the machine stops. And I'm like, he could have just waited <laughs> ten more seconds. And he could have just walked over and got the kids. He never had to jump through the things. Yeah, but we needed him. Us, the viewer, needed him there was to, no reason. to do it so he could stop they being sh- they sad had to make and a perpetual rescue mo- his kids. They had to make it a perpetual motion machine, which would never stop. To make it that he had to go. He didn't have to. He had to wait 10 more seconds. He could have just, and it would have all been over. He didn't have to run, th- jump through the machine. He did. He needed to do it for himself. Right. He's looking after his kids. He's the protector So now. all the ghosts, we see them bail out into the forest. They're like, sick. Yeah, they're just, they walk out of the house they and walk, just disappear slowly. into the forest. Yep, they're like, yeah, cool. Let's go. Freedom. With bail. The machine stops. It's all stopped. I wrote in my notes. Couldn't he just waited for it? Everything stop? starts to explode as well. Monk's wife, wife rocks up now for no reason. She's no longer burnt. Why? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. other ghost didn't turn into I sexy people. Don't know. She is no longer burnt. She is now the sexy version of wife. Everyone can see all of the ghosts now without the glasses. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, right there. Why can people see the ghosts now? Uh, then the babysitter comes in and just does like some ghetto talk. Oh, yeah. no. Well, oh, the no. house explodes. So everything in the house, it's not just no the machine. No one gets hurt. Bricks. No one gets hurt. Everything starts exploding end, and shattering but, and breaking but down. But the whole end shot of the film it's just the babysitter walking and going oh no this is bullshit no way cut to credits yeah i quit i quit and i'm like that's your end shot that's the one you the end the end that's it done just end on a like you know like the the comedy character just having a a a yell yep all right final thoughts oh i want to hear yours let's go so all the rules got broken (laughs) that they set in stone at the start yep um why could people see ghosts at the end? 
could they? Yeah. Or was it that she had one final? I don't know. No, they all took their glasses off and they could all start seeing the ghost. Yeah, um, why did Sigourney Weaver, why did Sigourney help Cyrus? It's a lot of manipulating and uh, she was doing it for the dick. Why did the mum look different at the end? <laughs> and why was Cyrus flesh and blood? <laughs> like, these are five questions that ruin this film. Sure. Uh, well, the, ha- I- the house itself was great. Yeah. Um, I thought the house was cool. I thought it was a bit easy to pull apart. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't well made. It wasn't well made. It's probably going to leak in the winter time. Uh, but yeah, it, it, just, it just screamed like Hellraiser hell bl- bloodlines to me. So I just got that vibe from it. So instantly I kind of liked the house as a character. Yeah. Um, you're right though. There were too many ghosts. Well, see, None of them got enough screen time. None of them got enough screen time. And that for me was really disappointing. And I would have liked to, and a, a lot of people have said this over the years, that you know, out of all of the stuff that they're trying to remake and reboot and do, why aren't we getting a TV series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A TV series could work at this. Like, you know, have every ghost have their moment. Yeah, so every ghost gets... So you could have it as like a 13, potentially 14 episode. No, 13. You need to make it 13 You need episode. to make it 13. Even um, if it, Yeah. But, you know, why aren't we getting more? Because, like, obviously, like I say, there's a special features on the Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, and it gives you the backstory to every ghost. And there's so many ghosts in this film that we didn't get to see all of them. They all looked really cool. It was all really good Yeah, the mum and the kid had no scenes. No, they didn't. They had this one moment. The kid with the arrow in his head didn't really have any scenes. No. And he's like a little kid. And I'm like, and the the psychic seemed to be quite scared of him. Yeah. And I'm like. There was also the bound woman and the pilgrimess that we barely saw as well. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, out of all of the ghosts, um, the makeup that took the longest was the angry princess, the naked ghost. And is it because she wasn't really naked? It was just all... No, she was naked. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. What did you give it? Um, Look, I've given this a U. It is underrated. It's... This is a guilty pleasure film for me. I like this film. It's just... If you don't think too much about it and you just put it on, it's fine. It has to make sense, though, to me. So I gave it a J as a Jen special, obviously. Yes. And I also gave it a, a G. Yeah. Which is good for its time, but it's not held up. It was not good for its time. <laughs> it got it got panned. Okay. Panned oh, did it? Yeah. Critically. Well, I didn't know that. I didn't know what it was. I just thought it was like people liked this film. No. Like, well, in our haunted house thing, people will mention this film as liking yeah. it. Well, but that's the thing. Like, you know, I mean, critically, you know, it was panned. It doesn't mean that audiences hated it. I think there's a... You know, it's 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 been like Scream Four, so only within the last like couple of years, people have actually gone, yeah. You know what? I do like this film. This yeah, we're film getting does... so many crappy films at this one. So yeah, I you you know it is it is a little bit underrated, should be revisited. Yeah, part of the dark castle entertainment. I'm loving it. So next week, I have chosen for us to watch nine the 1987 film The Hidden. Have Ooh. you seen this? No. I think this might be wicked. It it stars um, Agent Cooper from uh, Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. As, yes. As a policeman oh. or an agent. Sure. Um, I remember seeing this when it first came out in 1987 and I can't remember much. I remember there's a Ferrari in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's all I remember. But the poster to this is wicked. Yep. Like the modern day poster. So I reckon this might be a hidden gem. Oh, I love a hidden gem. Yeah, And easy. it's called The Hidden. Get it? The Hidden? I yep. love it. Anyhow, and that's what I choose for next week. So um, people might, it might be a bust. 
I can't remember it very well, but I know it's still around and I think people still like it. So it's that's always a good sign. That's cool. Let's do it. The Hidden. We both haven't. So theoretically, we both haven't seen this film. Yeah, even better. Even Thanks, guys. You've been listening to Terrorvision Horror Podcast with Dan and Jennifer. We are available on all major podcasting services and also on the YouTube. But no matter where you choose to consume us, please make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, leave a comment or a review, and make sure you share it with all your friends. You can interact with us on both Facebook and Instagram at Terrorvision Pod. It'll keep you up to date with upcoming episodes, trivia, and of course, memes that are definitely three years old by now. We also have an email, terrorvisionpod at gmail.com, if you choose to interact with us that way. And remember, until next week, may all your dreams be nightmares.